Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. I would actually like to keep it so that people don't realize that we're recording um, these mm. like mm-hmm. like the intros and outros after we've done the episodes. I want it to be kind of organic we, and yeah. sort of. We don't want people yeah. to know that we're doing that. We want no, to keep exactly. that completely yeah. secret and not. And not no, funny enough, in. I was this, funny enough, I was listening the other day to the the second law episodes that we've already released. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and no, we haven't released. Them. Oh, hang on. No. Oh, hang on. Um, you no, no. Well, we have. We've released part one and two, though, haven't we? Mm, oh yes. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, yeah. That's what we we've have. Released we've reco- we've recorded and released part one and two. And this yes, is, we haven't we have. yet recorded because we record our episodes the night before the release. Mm. Yes. And we we and we record them before we the night before. Mm. Yeah, we don't we don't sit on them for months. Yes. We we record them right and, before. So Yeah. Uh yeah. But we definitely don't want people to know that we sometimes go back and record intros at later date and not and, and we don't want people to think that we get confused about dates and when this might come out. Yeah. I mean yeah, me and Adam me and Adam don't, to be fair. Yeah, mm. yeah we're pretty we, we're pretty good at we that. We have we have critical faculties. I think as long as you keep it general, um, it'll be okay. And we just we just need like a topic to to sort of start off, really. Um, yeah. Nothing that's gonna de- nothing that's gonna date this. The Euro final recording. last so, night. Like, the Euro final last the night. Euro yeah. final last didn't... night where England was... lost and Italy won. Yeah, yeah. We could talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Penalties. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. What What was he doing? What was he doing? Putting a nineteen-year-old on to do the final penalty. That was that poor human boy. Yeah, I know that that is genuinely yeah, like what an enormous amount of weight on uh, on that, that. Yeah, to put on someone, to put on someone who, fun fact, has never done a penalty in his professional career. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. What an ask. Unbelievable. Well, uh, hello, yeah. uh, and welcome to uh, What Is Music, a podcast. Uh, I've got the title of our show wrong, so hang on. What did you just call it? Hello. <laughs> I, I just called it a podcast. It's not. It's a music podcast. Hello, and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. Uh, we're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. We're currently in season two. Which is French for two. Uh, it's called wow. Are oh. You Amused? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Muse. Uh, we're going through their entire career, album by album, track by track, okay. asking questions like Does context, right, matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're of course asking. Are you amused? Uh, and just for a quick little bit of clarification, we're asking if you're amused by the band Muse, not whether or not you're amused by us, the host of this season. Are you amused? To which you are now listening. I'm Adam Scott Glassball. I'm joined by my ghosts, Steve Murphy. Ooh. And Lucas Way. Boo. that one was too scary we are of course on our quest to answer the question what is music i personally think that music is an outpouring of emotion from the sweat pores of the universe uh what do you think music is yeah it's an inpouring of sweat into the mouth of the universe and it must be the opposite every yeah. week. Mm. It simply, it simply Which me, must. Or it mustn't, because that's the opposite of what you just mm. said. We're going through the discography of, as far as I'm concerned, a band from the UK, Muse, from three <laughs> different perspectives. Uh, me, very analytical. I'm very deeply into the context of mu- uh, music. Steve, you're sort of moderately thoughtful about music. Uh, yeah. And Lucas, less artistically inclined, maybe, but, uh, you know, a, a big fan of the band, Muse. Uh, and that's sort of what we're doing. Would I describe myself as a big fan of Muse? I feel like that's not necessarily a fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've caught us unawares Complete- going into our third episode Whoa! Uh, on the second law. Um, what? Because we didn't plan on doing three. Yeah. yeah, that's why we're unawares because we actually yeah. thought this wouldn't exist. <gasps> yeah, <So> the listeners. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> what? 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 Oh, uh, what? Anyway, we got up to a song, um, and <laughs> we're going to now go into the next song. We all know which one that is, and we all know, and we can say it together after three. We all know what song it was. That we one, two, two three, three liquid states. Okay, so me and Lucas very close. <laughs> Lucas thinks we got to, <laughs> we got up to uh, save me, and I think we got up to liquid state. Let's find out now when we play the song. Save me from my superstitions. And I'll greet you 
Fucking edit. Yeah, that is. At one minute eleven, yeah. is would have gotten through so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm drowning in I did. You want a genuine answer to that question? Like, how? I don't know if you've people? noticed, but this song's sung by Chris Wilsonholm. <gasps> okay, cool. Thank you. That's not Matt Bellamy. No, sorry, Adam. Oh. Could you give your genuine take. Um. Well, it's not a genuine take. I was just going to answer your question is like, how does it get through so many people? Which is that they will be listening to it mostly on speakers rather than headphones. And things like that are more apparent in headphones than they are speakers. I mostly listen to music through my car. Surely for and, and Echo dots scattered around my house and my Echo just activated. Surely echo, for shut an, up. An album that's going to be as big as this. Someone would have put headphones. In. It's, it's what happened Obviously with Underdogs. Not, it's know, the like, thing on Underdogs you know. from last season. There was yeah. an edit on Underdogs yeah. that we all noticed. It's, it's the How... Starbucks Cup in Game of Thrones. Yeah, sometimes you know those stuff things gets just missed. get through. Yeah, but so I noticed it immediately. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is like. Wait, what your... was it? What was the last two at the buffet? I didn't have one for the last two. Drawing attention, attention to it. To it. <laughs> This is like you're surrounded by all these different varieties and nationalities of food and you've decided to only eat chips. <laughs> yeah, but I'd fucking get chips, mate. <laughs> I would You'd never... get some chips and other stuff. No, but... I would never at a buffet even go near the chips. What a waste of stomach. Yeah, that's what, exactly. that's what you call me. Exactly. And these, these next two songs are the chips of the album. <laughs> Which makes me... F- I'd... I do feel I bad chips, because I though. I really like that Chris I I like the whole thing about yeah but Chris they're not getting, as good are they about Chris getting to have a go and getting to do his thing but unfortunately they are not as good <laughs> yeah unfortunately and, they're crap and that's and that's a bummer because I do I I I do really like have a lot of time for the fact that Chris you know for the first time he comes out of his experiences all renewed and like kind of by, by all accounts he was quite jazzed to kind of get back on being a musician and he, he said he felt like he was like the most energized he'd been in like well to quote uh uh matt said he was like a new guy last time i remember meeting this guy was about 10 years ago he seemed so energized about everything it almost feels like he's woken up like he basically was like oh yeah i have a really fucking fun and cool job because he's just been pissed for the last 10 years of it that i don't know yeah um and I really like the fact that he was like, oh, and I'm, I actually have something I'd like to sing about. And they go, do it and ha- do your bit. And, and like, he originally wasn't even sure if he'd be the one singing it. He figured Matt would. He just wanted to write lyrics. And Matt was like, no, nah, do, you do it. Do your fucking bit, mate. And I like all that. But unfortunately, nice. they're just they sh- not as good. They're not as good. And they shouldn't have put them together. That is the big problem. It becomes a weird, like, Chris sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it comes, song, before, and the, it comes before the bit at the end of the album. So... 
These it are kind of the last songs, aren't well, they? Well, it kind of feels like the album ends at Big Freeze. And then you've got this crisp bit, and then you've got this thing at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, so it feels like a collection of just sort of stuff. I mean, there's 12 tracks on this, right? So you've got like eight Muse tracks, two Chris solo tracks, and then the sim. It feels like they were trying to replicate what they were doing with the symphony. With the yeah. Symphony tracks, well, we'll get you know, to it. We'll get to it. And also, like I like how you said eight Muse end. tracks when there was nine. And was that because subconsciously you counted Big Freeze as a U2 song? Wait, what? <laughs> one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, no. Oh, yeah. I wasn't including uh, Prelude. Prelude, I guess. No, or, or also, no, you told me that my uh, take it was, was 12 better. tracks long and I was just taking four off of it. So this album must be 13 tracks long. Yeah, it's 13 tracks long. Great. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do like, I don't dislike it, but it is fairly one note. And yeah. it's, it's, it's what we talked about. What was the song we talked about? Oh, no, it's when we were talking about the, 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 um, the Origin Symmetry remix about like, it's not that I think it's, it's, good or bad or better it's just it's just an interesting little it's an interesting thing to to just to it's cool it's like yeah that's interesting that's different mm, it's yeah. cool that that exists it's kind of like that with these two songs it's just like oh it's interesting to see like a couple of chris songs in there uh well, canon of songs 10 but, 15 years earlier these would have been b-sides yeah maybe well if matt sung on these if these were just muse songs that's the question if me if these if matt was singing on them and so they were just standard muse songs would people consider them to be good muse songs or would people just mm, go to fairly nothing I, I, I think there's a portion of people that would love liquid state because it's rock because Rocky, mm. don't think it sounds mm. like Rocky. There's nothing about punching, and we can't do it anymore now, Steve. Because Lucas has done it. Yeah, I know that's the same thing. Yeah, like like when, York, when, as soon as Lucas City. does one of our bits, we yeah. have to stop doing it. Um, with, I could not imagine Matt Bellamy singing these songs. But then, no, what it's you, a so very you, Chris melody, isn't it? What do you think of Chris's voice? It's he's fine. Got, he's got a perfectly nice. It's voice. very fragile. And I think it works for the vibe of the songs about what he's if talking about. this song, this, one, this one, the one he's talking about, because I don't... Yeah. Next one. I don't know. It, and it's interesting that he can, like, cut his voice, like, into midway through a syllable. <laughs> yeah. Without, like... That's a vocal it's technique. A skill. Yeah. It's yeah. a skill. Well, you're you're, you're going to really dislike a... this comparison, but it, 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 it his, it's just unfortunate. His voice does sound exactly the same as Ed O'Brien from Radiohead's voice, who did a solo album recently, and it sounds like this. Really, it's really weird. Their voices. So he ripped off really Chris Walsh then. If he did it recently, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that Matt's voice is such a distinctive part of what makes Muse their unique, weird little selves, mm. and taking it away does no favours but i also think that with matt's voice this would not be a great song anyway no yeah, i think it's agreed, a fairly yeah. plodding song i mean the thing that's interesting about about both these songs is given that matt can step back mm. he could have done more is that a sean moore pun oh sorry he kind of doesn't and i don't know if, i don't know <laughs> if maybe season. sorry <laughs> and i don't know if maybe matt didn't want to over overshadow anything maybe no, he didn't he went, want to do too was, much he was a bit shit i'm not gonna say he didn't this. want maybe Chris, he didn't you want, like you add too much onto it but yeah I, I, i'd love to see what the writing process and all that was yeah. for, and the recording process was like for this song if they kind of like because it was very personal to chris and it was his first his only time doing it and all the rest of it if they were kind of like you tell us what you want and we'll just do it and it wasn't maybe it wasn't as you know for- i wonder if this was treated differently to other muse songs mm. For the record, yeah. I don't. I don't think it is shit. I quite like "Save Me." I think it's got a, a like a like a fragile, nice little like a little quiet vibe. But yeah, does it fit on here? I, I I was when I was listening to it in the car, I genuinely had to check 
Wait, who's this? What's this? <laughs> oh, it's so that's the thing. It's that's the question. So, so presumably you didn't know this was a thing on this album. You no. were actually genuinely surprised. I was to driving hear with my girlfriend. I was like, uh, and I think n- she made n- a comparison. I. I couldn't remember who the the band was that she said, "Oh, this is just such and such has come on," and I genuinely believed her. I can't remember who it was now. Adam, but, you didn't but, know, but you yeah. heard this album. Yeah, but I completely forgotten about it. Oh. So I remember like, oh yeah, I remember Chris does, does some songs on this one. Yeah, whereas I like before when it came, it came out, like it was in the like all this, you know, the you know the interviews and everything was like, oh Chris gets a couple of songs on this album. That's like a departure for you, and I don't know, and, you know that. Wouldn't it be thing. mad if like these were the best songs on the album? Mm-hmm. Right. And it I mean, li- made them rethink their entire career. The lyrics are not, you know, it's a it's 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 a very personal song. It's literally about like his alcohol issues. You know, yeah. it's, you know it, this one's specifically about being thankful to the people that sort of got him through it and helped him and that sort of side of it. Lovely. That's nice. It's just obviously one of his first goes at writing lyrics, you know, and we saw the same thing with, um, with James Dean Bradfield on ocean spray, like as emotional as that song is, the lyrics aren't, the most complex or interesting but that's true of know? muse anyway you say that like that's a departure that's and that, that makes the yeah. song stand out as being a problem when actually neither's matt and he's he's had 11 goes at it now they've not, <laughs> they've not done 11 albums i could have just said six sure. um but like respect yeah, respect for like the fact that he, they do it and he does it i i just yeah they definitely shouldn't put them together and Maybe they should just made made the album two tracks longer so that so that I still get a full Muse album. It's mad it. you, that you don't consider these Muse songs. Well, no, it, they're definitely like you keep saying they're not, but in, in they are, words. they are, but like they are just this different. Like they feel like this different thing. The same way that when we talked about Manix, uh, not a single uh, uh, Nikki Nikki song made it onto my Manix songs. What I like playlist. <laughs> Because they don't feel like Manic songs. Actually, that's not true. One of them did, I think. So I'm wrong. Oh. <laughs> it's mad that Save Me and Panic Station are on the same album. Hmm. Yeah. That's uh, true. Different they, they, vibes. They, they would do them live, which was as cool. At least, you know, it's, again, it's something different. Like, they would, they, they never did both at any gig. They would do one or the other at pretty much every gig of this tour. They realised their mistake of the album and put them next to each other. Predominantly, they? they would do Liquid State, oh. uh, but they did save me. Like, that makes that things. makes sense because you know. Uh, sh- sh- should we hear Liquid State? I, I, it I feels saw like Save Me around I, I, talking them. I think yeah. it was one of the first times I saw it, and I remember specifically being like, "He looks a bit uncomfortable," and he, I feel like he's not quite <laughs> sure of himself enough, like to sing that. Yeah, Liquid State's a bit easier to sing to. Well, let's hear Liquid State as we're dancing around talking about it.
it's the rock one. <laughs> mm. This one rocks. Mm, does it? It rocks. This is like a really weak squash. It's like a pub band. Yeah, I can imagine this, is, this song on like this the soundtrack. This is playing a pub band. This is fixed penalty. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine this would be on the soundtrack to like Burnout Inferno on the PlayStation. Like a, yeah, such wallpaper music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not great, is it? It's interesting no. that this is the one that he they played live more because he's got well, to play the riffs upbeat, and he's it? also got to play the riffs and sing. Yeah, riffs quite cool. But again, this is an example of Matt is literally just playing the same riff as Chris, but on the guitar for the most part. Sure. Why is he not like doing more? Because he's checked out. He does like Chris. You do. You just do. You do. The, yeah. I'm just gonna, this do, is do. like a break for me. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> I mean, it was quite fun live to see because Matt would just like run around the stage just playing guitar. He got to kind of just yeah, just check out. Because he had to be the centre of attention. Run around. No, no. But is it no? Because look at me. <laughs> But like, you know, that's always like, you know, they get to like swap roles. That must be a nice, just a little, again, it's nice that it's something different. Yeah. And when you're six albums deep and I've seen them live however many fucking times I had by this point, it was cool to just see something else. I'd happy sure. for this something song for not the to spreadsheet. Not be on it. Yeah. <laughs> but the something else I wish was better. Yeah, I do think that the album in general is too long and it's one or two tracks too long. And I think I would get rid of one of the maybe, explorers. Maybe, yeah, the ma- yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think Save Me is actually, for as plodding and as kind of dull as, as I find it, I think it's actually more interesting than Liquid State. Because, 100%. Because Muse have done Liquid State a couple of times. Do you know what I mean? Like on but previous again, albums. imagine Matt singing this one. I just can't well, that, picture it. This is one, though, that I think there's a chunk of the audience, though, who if Matt sung this, they'd say it's a fucking amazing song because they just want to, Muse to play guitars and, and riffs. He would never write a melody like that, though. Yeah, it's the vocal melodies. It's not yeah. his tempo. It's too. It's too like. <laughs> it's too simple in in a way. And, and that's not that's not to do Chris down in any way because it's just that Matt Bellamy is one of the greatest rock singers of all time. Do you know I'd, what I mean? Like, I'd love to hear an alternate reality version of the song that uh, that has that because I can't like I can't hear it. Mm. I'm trying to sort of like imagine yeah. that. Well, it would just like, it wouldn't resemble it at all. It would just be like. <laughs> You know? Is that Matt Bellamy? Yeah, he just oh, walked in hello. the room and did that. Oh, he's gone. He's back. Hello, mate. Welcome I mean, that's to... oh, he's gone on. again. Yeah. That is, is very that is spot like, on. Yeah, it is very. I'm trying to think of a band to compare it to, but just like just a straight Feeder? old rock song. Reminded me of Feeder, like Queens of the Stone Age or something. Just like oh, Queens of the Stone Age are a bit better than fucking Liquid State. Queens of the yeah. Stone Age are exactly this, in my opinion, which is just me, standard me, rock me, songs. Me. No. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, and a tall man singing, so that's the same. That is the same. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A big man. But I can't imagine yeah. Chris Walton Home would kick a woman off the stage. Literally, tall what? man with small hair, Sm- and and small makes hair. guitar look small on him. Your hair looks yeah, small, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think there's probably a chunk of the audience, like who I think, just because they want, especially at this point, there's a, a portion of the audience who want rock muse because they haven't had it really since like you know to some people absolution even though there's been plenty of rocky songs don't do it mm, there's been plenty no, of rockies anymore. there's been plenty of rocky songs between now and then there obviously is a chunk of the audience who want three-piece rock band muse and so i think there's a chunk of the audience who, if matt was singing on this would be like oh yeah it's, it's just like a riff and like 
I'm just writing down three-piece rock band muse for one of my intros. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's essentially what led to drones, right? Was that was they listened to the, the portion of people that wanted them to do that again. Right. And, and do you think that was in some way off the back of this album? Do you know what? We'll talk about that on drones. Yeah, yeah. It's not for this Absolutely. album, is yeah. it? Here come the drones. Here oh. they come. Here comes the second law. Galaxy okay. Defenders. I don't know. Why <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that? Galaxy Defenders. Men in Black, you son Men of in a Black. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you fuckhead. Men in Black from it's from men... the film Men in Black International. Yes. Yeah. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, please. Yeah, it's not much to it, is there? All natural and technological processes proceed in such, such a way the availability of the, the remaining energy decreases. In all energy exchanges, if no energy enters or leaves an isolated system, the entropy of our system increases. Energy continuously flows from being concentrated to becoming dispersed, spread out, wasted and useless. New energy cannot be created and high-grade energy is being destroyed. An economy based on endless growth is So much dabbing was going on during that song. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe it gives and off. And when Muse, when Muse were recording it, they it, were dabbing. It gives, they, off this, it gives off the same energy as uh, that that uh, video of Bill Gates dabbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although well, Bill Gates and all his little cronies having a little dad dance on stage. Have you seen that? It's really yes, fucking weird. That party, yeah, this is really yeah. uncool. But I yeah. fucking love it because fuck it, why not? I, I really I like, like it. it. Yeah, I like this one. I like that they're doing this type of. They're doing what they do with Follow Me ish, but they are doing it as a band with guitars and drums and bass, and they are aping that sound, but without doing it on laptops. They're instead actually going and doing some Tom Morello and like all that sort of stuff. Like it's all on guitars. And that I like is it. cool. Yeah. I don't like this uh, style. Uh, I don't like what dubstep really like became. Became, yeah. Um, but but this is a. Do you know what? It's it's a decent enough version of of what people like Skrillex do. I just think that yeah. that is somewhat like lame. Yeah, I, I think I think that 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 whole genre, that subsect of of dubstep, which is known as bro step, um, is is lame in general. It, but then I it's think known that, as that, that to, to be nasty to the people that like it. That that is a derogatory term for that genre. You, people, sorry, like, you, no, you, it's, it's not. They, it is no. like well, our mate Tizard who loves it was like that is absolutely a horrible thing to say. Skrillex calls it that. Well, he's a prick though, isn't he? I could show you like <laughs> interviews where he describes his own music as bro step. I much preferred him in from first to last. So I don't know what your what your point is there. Uh. I they actually funny enough that Skrillex comes up because like that is directly what they're doing. So like yeah yeah. yeah. So they went to a Skrillex gig and were surprised by like how essentially how like metal it was. Kind of like there was like so, there's apparently like circle pits and and circles of death and walls of death and moshing and you know the stuff you get at a heavy a heavy rock gig. This is something that me and Tizard talked about like 
back when this style of dubstep was like coming into its own is that it, this and metal are uh, trying to achieve the same goals and had you know. probably a fairly there was a fair big overlap of audience i imagine yeah as well. for sure. a lot of people that would yeah. have been into like uh, who's that heavy band like i don't know fucking people that were into people that were into Metallica. Enter, people that were into enter shikari definitely also loved skrillex iron yeah. maiden um but i just really like really the heavy is, bands right yeah, i man. really like <laughs> van halen good yeah with electric status quo status oh they are status quo are heavy as fuck yeah status quo yeah <laughs> mumford and sons yes really yeah, yeah. heavy exactly um, the same. i really like i just like that they're doing it all on on guitars and that like it's a big like so this is so when, when i was talking to tizard about this uh he was big he, shout out to him big <laughs> shout out to big tizard his arguments <laughs> were that, like, that this one isn't particularly dubstep because it is all guitar. he says like it's more like a rock song that's, that's evoking that now i think it's evoking yeah, it pretty fucking it directly sound, yeah it does sound pretty close to what skrillex was doing uh, around the time it's definitely uh an, an an attempt to sort of capitalize on that yes I, I do. I, I'm going to agree agree with something you said early on in the season, Adam, and it's a bit cringe for like at it's this like point. The, how old are they at this point? Discovered. Yeah, like it yeah, is yeah. a bit lame. Whereas I guess uh, Skrillex was in his twenties, I guess, when he's doing it, right? Or was he quite old? I don't know. Um, he must have been thirty something. But yeah, I, th- I bet they're in that band. Right? I bet they're oh, roughly region. similar. I bet there's. I bet there's three years. You're probably right. And it's, yeah, but but I would like, like to point out that I also don't like Skrillex. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't have any opinion on him. Um, I know that one song that goes bang a rang. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, wasn't wasn't this 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 sort of sorry this, this um evolution of the, this part of dubstep what do you want to call it bro step or anything wasn't this a bit late as well like they were like a bit late to yeah. the wagon like yeah. Yeah, and, and, and obviously yeah, yeah. Adam would call it vibe chasey. And whilst I do agree, like in principle, I also think it does. Is there a rule against going, well, I quite like the sound of that thing and I'd quite like to give it a bosh and like do my take on that without ever being called vibe chasey? No, but should they have waited another 10 years until it was out of the zeitgeist so they don't get accused of trying to chase what's popular? Well, the, 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 for you to find I, it valid no 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 i think they could have um done it like when it was kicking off or 10 years later and it would have been when more it was valid. kicking off they weren't doing an album <laughs> what can you do <laughs> what can you do <laughs> what can you do but also i don't think like it, i don't think it fits on this album in, in the same way that this whole track just feels tacked on to the end because they had a symphony on the last one that went down quite well they have yeah. to have some kind of grand thematic well, closer and, well, yeah and that's kind of to get onto that the, so the idea of that is like this is in terms of form and function this one's supposed to be like the sort of the collapse this is like the collapse of the of the energy crisis and all that sort of thing and then isolated system we'll get to is kind of like the aftermath the sort of quiet after the fuckery of everything going tits up and that's but i yeah i feel like they almost tried too hard to give the two a sort of connecting thing instead of just put these two songs in the album put unsustainable first and put isolated system as like a something in the middle yeah maybe as just a little as just a little like as a little you know a little interlude and don't worry yourself too much about giving them i mean partially it just comes down to the title is by putting that title yeah that's true them. actually it, you, yeah. it, it's then it gives the impression that they're trying to do a thing with them again instead of just having two songs one called unstable one called isolated system and then, then the album on like 
survival end on big stupid yes i'm gonna win that one end on that cool like i don't know do that <laughs> and then stick and then stick on sustainable at the start and stick isolated system somewhere in the middle as a little like i think what this is proving is that it is just some stuff and then they've yeah. put it all together and they've released this it album, album is definitely the most just a bunch of ideas that they yeah. had and put them on an album with no concept of of yeah do you, do, do, do you guys know how far removed this is from what many would like uh describe as the peak of dubstep uh, it's going to go really up. far back and it's just going to be some cavemen like some knocking some rocks together he's like that's real yeah. dubstep guy that's uh, real dubstep yeah, yeah he's found some <laughs> recording of like mongolian throat singer going <laughs> going wow 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 unsustainable the original dubstep <laughs> Uh, no, my knowledge of dubstep is that Tizard likes it and that Skrillex did that done that song. This, <laughs> did this, that. this, this is this is dub dubstep. Where's the wubs? Darling. Well then surely they're just two completely separate genres that have just been given the same name. This is peak dubstep. Yeah, that's right, but that's what was originally called dubstep, so that doesn't mean the title, the name, has been co-opted by something completely different. Because this doesn't sound like anything even slightly the same. But like I said, how rock and roll bands and there's rock and roll bands in the 80s are yeah, you know, I don't, rock and roll bands, are they? I like, don't even see any similarities between that and wub 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 dubstep. Okay, it's electric, that, it's electric. That, that why, but then fine, I'm going to start writing music that uses that uses drums and guitar and bass and i'm going to call it jazz uh but it's actually nothing like jazz but i'm just but that's say pretty jazz because that you're that's, doing that because that's the name like surely that's just that, that almost seems like the word dubstep has just been co-opted into something entirely different because yeah. i don't hear any connecting thread between that and skrillex well it's the same as like do you hear any connecting thread from bb king to muse because it's all rock music yeah, exactly. Or the yeah, fact that there's like two thousand different genres of metal. But that's yeah, kind of why blood metal. But that's kind of really what. But, yeah, but, that, but, that, but that's kind of why. And as much as I dislike, you know, over overuse of subcategories, that's kind of why they exist, right? Because yes, broad strokes, you would call those two things rock music, but people don't for that exact reason. People rarely just describe something as rock. Unless it's the Foo Fighters, yeah, Foo Fighters. I was going to say Foo Fighters are whereas, so just like whereas, whereas music yeah. in the electronic world that doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> I don't think you get people who are just calling stuff electronic music because there's so many different flavors of it. Whereas that right, so my, my, my kind me, of point is 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 that the newer stuff being called dubstep is actually a misnomer. Right. Yeah. They should have just called it, it something different. But it still is called that, isn't it? Yeah. The the, yeah. the, the reason that it that, that it evolved though is because of the smoking ban. No way. How? Yeah. Well, because during DJ sets, before the smoking ban, you wouldn't have to compete to hold your audience's attention. And you, you would drops have, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You could have like a drop every like half hour and people would still be with it. And so dubstep yeah. was actually quite a sad, introspective, almost exclusively London-based genre. Um, and then as soon as people started, like as soon as the smoking ban came in, people would be like, this is boring. Do you want to go out and smoke? And then DJs would start putting harder and harder bits in to try and keep the audience sort of entertained. I do like my and, bits hard. And you you meet that again, like uh, that tension between entertainment and art, you know, where like so, so the, it got harder and harder and harder until you end up with the kind of stuff that Skrillex was, was doing. 
All, all because we banned smoking in 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 clubs. It's interesting. That is an interesting like that is interesting that such a unrelated thing actually has becomes kind of key to that. Yeah, uh, you know, butterfly that effect. But it had a tiny huge level. effect on like electronic music in general, but especially especially dubstep. Yeah, but forgetting the comparison to dubstep, which is obviously is silly because this is a dubstep song. Sure, but as a, as a song as it is, I kind of like it like i like the street it's dramatic it's silly it's got that over the top silliness at the start of like oh and fucking choirs going big and all that sort of stuff and then the it's just like them it's one of their big jams that they do but just taken in a in a slightly specific direction of that sort of wubby wub wub but <laughs> but it's them doing like lots of lots of like big guitar and some of the guitar sounds he has are like fucking really meaty like the do 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 and the bass does like a ridiculously dirty low like and i think watching the making of unsustainable actually made me appreciate it more like seeing all the parts actually made me be like that sounds really fucking cool that sounds really fucking cool that sounds really fucking cool like all the guitar sound i like this song as a rock song really like i enjoy the i enjoy it as a rock song the fact that it that style of rock song is aping the dubstep sound but like you say, they, that dubstep sort of came from that place of like you, metal music. You do sort of hate dubstep, right? I have absolutely no opinion about dubstep. Whatsoever. Is it really? Okay, but like I know, I, I just said I know Bangarang, and yeah. there's no exaggeration. But you've heard, you've been in clubs and dubstep. No, the one that you, the one that no, Steve, you're misremembering. The one I hate is drum and bass. Okay, fine. I don't. I hate. I can't stand drum and bass. Okay. Cool. Um, well, st- stay tuned for a drum and bass playlist, Lucas. Um, please don't. I've already been sent one, and I, I, and, and I went, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I know you did lots of different types to try and find a type that I liked, and I didn't like any of them. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry. And don't try again. <laughs> I didn't. Ask I think for this. I would like this track more if it opened or was earlier in the album. I think your point... idea of opening with it is good. I actually think that's a good shout. I'm, yeah, it, I mean, imagine hearing the opening as the opening of the album. That is such a vibe. With that's like, how they opened, the, and that reporter. is how they opened the gigs. They opened with the, you know, yeah. the news reporter, who, by the way, yeah. Catherine Mary Razzle, who is an actual UK news reporter who has worked for ITN, Channel Four, and BBC. Big shout out to Ms. Big Razzle. Big shout out. But yeah, yeah I just Razzle, like this. Razzle. This album lost me like a few tracks ago, and so I'm just. This is all just uh, water under the bridge. That's not the buffet. Uh, the restaurant yeah. buffet is water under the buffet that's yeah it, but obviously i so obviously this was the one that was the trailer so this song had a lot of hype behind it for for good and bad in terms of we there was a reaction to it from the trailer and so kind of what this song was was obviously something that people were very interested to see because they knew it was coming and what it yeah. was was basically what they heard in the trailer but with an additional two minutes of it like it doesn't change particularly beyond what the trailer was which was basically everything up until when he starts doing his woes on his vocals, basically. It's the, right. it's the it's the woman, it's the news report bit, and it's the first sort of chunk of all the wub wub. Yeah, they like, they'd open with it on the tours, and they still play it today. Oh, really? Yeah, it kind of, well, they kind of stopped for a bit, but on the, on the Simulation Theory tour, this was like an every-nighter. It's just like a big, like, just a big jam, just a big, like, heavy. F- the weird thing about this album is if you're going to get two songs from this album live, you're probably most likely to get Unsustainable and Isolated System. Oh, and Madness, but I kind of forget that that. Yeah, and Madness, obviously. They still play Madness. But they don't play all the rest of them anymore, really. They kind of dropped a lot of this album, but they still play Unsustainable 
and they use isolated system as a bit of a a breather a breather to get the pi- yeah. whilst whilst the whilst match changing costumes and the roadies are wheeling a piano out and the lights are just like elsewhere to keep well i mean speaking of isolated system we should play a bit of it because we haven't yet yeah yeah mind at this point it's vibey but it's just completely misplaced i think stick these two the two unsustainable tracks like right at the beginning so would you actually put isolated system second on the album is that what you're suggesting yeah yeah and that's too early for it though nah just put it all right up on fucking front street i'm actually not opposed to just end it still ending with this which is very contrary to my uh liking to end big it's such a nothing it just sort of ends. Well, so that's the thing with this song. When I first heard this album, uh, I obviously listened to it in order and I unsustainable finish and then isolated system starts. And I, f- I, could f- I, f- I assumed and felt like the song was building to something. Because yeah. it does kind of build, but the the kind of biggest it goes is when there's the... Which isn't very big. It just adds a little bit more, another layer. And I was kind of assuming it was building towards some kind of crescendo. And then it didn't. And I was like, oh, and now, and now it's done. And now the album's done. Um, I sort of felt that these were like, I mean, I know they've both got the second law at the start of it, but it's sort of like one thing. So have it as like one really long track. I don't think they go as one song. No? Do you not think so? Do you think they're very, so different? But then and- isn't that what was good about Resistance you, in your eyes? You could have them as one track. You just blend a bit of like news readers talking into yeah. each other you know the other the other yeah. idea i had and i don't i don't know it's probably not it's not actually that great an idea c- compared to adam's better suggestion of just reordering the album but i actually thought and this is also just because i like to end big was swap them oh. find a way for the quiet mm. of isolated system to build to the strings that then ultimately goes into unsustainable Interesting. But that doesn't work thematically because the idea of this second song is like this is after Aftermath. the sort of yeah. after the collapse and this is kind Lucas, of the, qu- the um, quiet you know, fuckedness. I'm, I'm going to break it to you. None of it works thematically. Break it to me is not until um, <laughs> okay. simulation theory. I don't Good. know what you're talking about. That is the <laughs> wrong album. Um, uh, you don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. This. This. You. You've. You've. It's lost you already. Is the thing, isn't it? Oh, it lost me at like track four. Which is interesting. This is like the first time this happened with Adam, where Adam, Adam rarely gets like an album loses him. It's happened with me and Steve a handful of times over the course of this pod. We just kind of go, yeah, I don't, it might be good or it might be bad, but I'm kind of, I've kind of checked out now. <laughs> I, kind did, of, I put it, I put it on shuffle 
uh, the Lucas Way it was the same. suggestion. The, Lu- the Lucas Way. Yeah, the Lucas Way. Um, it didn't help. The, 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 weirdly, the weaker tracks were still the weaker tracks, no matter where they were placed. So maybe I'm talking bollocks if I, you know, say like, oh, if I understand it was the first track, I preferred it more. Just because you reorder it doesn't make a song that you don't like suddenly good. It just it can do the flow of the album. You know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, so I was disappointed with this song the first time I heard it. It has grown on me over the years as just for what it is, which is just kind of a quiet. But it doesn't deserve the, to end the album. Is the thing, but. I like it as a quiet kind of little little interlude almost. I don't mind album closes that are like this as long you as lo- they're you love thematic. a quiet close, don't you? You love a quiet no, close. I I just want a closer that that sums up the theme of the album or gives you a sense of closure or that there has been an appropriate end. But this just feels like a bit uh sort of tacked on but then then i I think the tracks that begin with the second law whether it's understandable or isolated system feel a bit tacked on where they are it feels as though they're trying to mirror the symphony at the end of the yeah which i think is completely unnecessary and yeah yeah. doesn't doesn't it doesn't yeah it just doesn't doesn't. yeah uh, yeah but i do like again it's got some nice parts it's got some nice like stringy bits and some nice piano and it's kind of all quite nice but it just kind of plods along and doesn't really go much of anywhere. Uh, they do a quite cool thing. I think that's you. You kind of just summed up the album for me. <laughs> they do. They do a, a a a kind of interesting thing live. Or they don't. They didn't on the last tour. I think they did it on the drones tour, where this is used as like an interlude. It's basically used as a costume change or some kind of the stage needs some kind of attention for two minutes. So we need to distract you by putting the spotlight here, so we don't see that in the shadows some men are moving a piano or whatever mm. like band like shows do uh and it's it's basically just morgan and dom and it's morgan doing all the the bits you'd expect and then dom adds quite a lot of like drums to this like a lot of like like electronic pads yeah electronic pads and he kind of it beats it's kind of like what they did with um apocalypse please on the harp one where it kind of gives it a bit more pep kind of gives it a bit more of a beat sort of thing right uh yeah it just kind of adds some like like he's just doing some paddy stuff with it and it's quite cool it's again it's a cool little like aside in the middle of the show it's better than playing something on a backing track whilst like they wheel out the piano and matt changes into some glitter that is true yeah uh, there's another poly there's another polymeter on this song the choir's in three four but the, the music's in four four cool that's something i've got nothing to say about this just a boring album. Just, 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 just peters <laughs> out, like the end of this podcast. Has. Do you know what's worse? It's just, Matt, it's, it's, it's just you know, it's, it's almost kind of going into final thoughts. But it's it, yes, there is a distinct, interesting something that Adam loved about Resistance, and on the surface, this album is not doing massively different things to what they did on Resistance, but they're just doing it in a different way. That Adam immediately doesn't respond to, which, which is which, which I think is part of my problem with it is that uh, we did this on the resistance. <clears throat> like I, I don't need another bite at the apple necessarily, and I think it's a less successful bite at the apple. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about in terms of like how the resistance changed things up mid song. And this doesn't, you know, all, all the songs are very contained, which means if I find the first minute of a song on the second law to be quite boring, I'm probably going to find the next three or four minutes of it boring as well. 
Whereas on the resistance, if I found like the first minute of United States of Eurasia dull, that's okay because I've got another four different parts of that song coming my way, you know? Um, yeah, the only real songs that sort of take a left turn in this album is like... Animals, and that's it, I animals, swear. And, and I uh, guess, unsustainable. And like, unsustainable, yeah, yeah, which starts off orchestral and then becomes a... Like, they've kind of invented a genre, I think, on that one. Hmm. Uh, a genre that yeah. goes whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. In general, though, like, especially Matt, they just haven't moved on a lot. Like, thematically, he has barely moved on from Origin of Symmetry. It's He's been writing about the same stuff now for, like, four or five consecutive albums. And I think at this point, it's wearing a bit thin on me. And, uh, and that's uh-oh, coupled... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coupled with the fact that, like, that I think this is where Muse fulfil, like their. They have a bit of a reputation for their recorded output being a bit lifeless, and I think that this album is, uh, it's kind of like that thing that we've said already. Actually, I think I think we said it on one of the commentary episodes. It's rock for people who don't really like rock music, and I think that this album is also pop for people who think that they're just a bit too alternative to listen to actual pop music um and it's not even like you know you which said, was me in 2012 yeah 100 percent. and 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 you said like oh you know if i responded to the silliness of the resistance i would respond to the silliness of the later half of their career they haven't tipped into being like too silly here in fact they've reined it back from the resistance as far as i can tell there isn't anything drastically sillier than stuff on the resistance it's just a bit dull and it's mostly stuff that they've done before uh, and it doesn't really hold together as an album, and it's just sort of really dull. I don't have any massive like moral objection to it in the same way that I did postcards from a young man. See, this is the one you said in like episode one. There is a Muse album that I have a moral objection to. I think it probably would have been this one, but listening back to it now. Uh, ten, you know, nearly ten years after it's been released, it's actually just it's it's too boring to even like elicit that response from me. Um, I was firmly expecting that rant to be about the title because I really, Adam, I really remember back in 2012, you had a real beef with the just title, don't give a fuck with the I title just... and concept of this album. I remember having a like a well, not a debate, but I definitely remember you getting really, yeah, you There's you were into it, and which is why nothing... I came so prepared about like. <laughs> The concept of the album and what it was about. That's amazing. There's nothing <laughs> in this world that could make me give a fuck about this album anymore. <laughs> um, so I guess, so Highlights, Animals, um, and Panic Station, because Panic Station is Panic Station. Yeah. Uh, the lowlights are probably Survival. And do you know what? I've written down as Unsustainable. but That is mental. But I'm actually going to change that to... Um, liquid state because it is just i i think when i wrote these notes i forgot that liquid state uh existed and my score for the album lucas i like it less than absolution uh but i don't morally object to it so it's a a three out of ten Ooh. what was absolution four oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I expect. Like, this is exactly what I expected your response to the second law to be. 
until you were so positive on resistance and that gave me a little glimmer of hope <laughs> and you've now crushed that glimmer of hope <laughs> and into a fine paste i'm really sorry <laughs> but you, i i have some kind of weird hope held out for the, for the idea that i'll like drones but anyway you guys you you guys go with your scores and thoughts and highlights and lowlights and stuff um i originally like when i, I I was really in the mood for this album when I first heard it the first couple of times. And I just, I don't know, it just really hit. Like, I was like, this is so fucking great. Well, I remember when I went to yours recently, you you implied, because you were desperate to try and tell me what you thought of it when I was... Because I love how uncomfortable you get about talking to your friends about music. I like these, having these conversations with you and I don't want to ruin them. Uh, Um, And I I was like, but the impression I got, I was like, but Steve seems to really fucking like the second law. This is going to be quite a lot of fun. I think I text Adam at one point to say, uh, I prefer this to Origin of Symmetry. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Which I don't believe now. However, I I still... stop talking about your opinions. You're allowed to do it. No. You're not. You're not. I refuse. Okay. I mean... Steve just loves spoilers. Um... I really, I really like it. I really like this album. It, I think you know it is totally a different muse. It's a totally different band. Like it, it literally Where? is like what? To I Origin also, I also really struggle to to to, to track Steve's opinions on bands because you have talked about this album so much more negative sounding than the Resistance. But it sounds like you're about to give it a higher score. Me? Well, the Resistance. <laughs> when I was editing the Resistance, uh, <laughs> I, I did notice that like. There's a point where Steve goes like, don't get me wrong. I love this song. I love this song so much. And then it was one of his lowlights. <laughs> yeah. I think Steve's just a positive guy. And that's what, and just, and so it, it's very hard to always track your actual opinions because you focus on the positive. Hmm. But continue. Um, yeah. And I think that like almost the resistance for me was like they were teetering and now they just dropped into something different. Um, not like oh it's so different and interesting just like it's a i don't know it's just but maybe i just loved the u-turn that is in my head um that it just made me just enjoy it for what it was and and i don't think this is trying to be the greatest fucking rock album of all time it's got panic station on it um but i really like it and it's seven out of ten for me um favorites panic station and animals Really? Oh, wow, that's a really like, weird take that people would love Panic Station and Animal. <laughs> and so, least favourites, I'm going to go with Explorers because it doesn't exist and Liquid State because it also it's exist. on Burnout Inferno on the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird that those would be your two favourite songs. So my, two favorite, so my two favourite mm. songs are Panic Station and Animals. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so we've all got the exact same yeah. favourite two oh, off the album. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. But it, uh, that does hurt me. Because I really like uh, survival and also really like supremacy. So I think what I'm discovering about this album is it's half of a really good album. Because basically, I really like supremacy. Madness is quite good and the second half of it is lovely. Panic Station is one of their best songs they've ever done. Prelude, yeah, it's a prelude, whatever. Survival, I fucking love and it's really silly and big and hilarious. Follow Me is pretty great. Animals is incredible, and then the album drops off a cliff. Right. Mm. So that's up to track seven of a thirteen-track album that I think that's are like only mostly just good. over halfway. But then yeah. also, I also quite I I'm quite positive on Unsustainable as well. So like, there's most there's like a good chunk of a good album in there, but then there's just more than any of their other albums. There's a lot of absolute nothing for me. 
like explorers big freeze save me liquid state <laughs> don't really and they're in a row that's the other thing this album is sequenced bad because the songs i listed as being great are the first uh-huh. bunch of songs yeah. apart from unsustainable which we also kind of said would be better if it was in the first half and then get rid of everything from track eight onwards <laughs> so like i yeah and so i came into this being quite excited to talk about it because i was like oh yeah no, second all's actually really surprised me with how great it is but actually what i'm thinking is second all surprised me with how much i still think the first half holds up right right and then it's my thing of i because there's stuff that i really like i struggle to then on the whole give the album a lower score because i feel bad for my babies yeah <laughs> it just seems like it shouldn't have been an album maybe you know just seems like they should have taken more time and then have done more songs of the yeah, quality of the good that. ones yeah but like yeah i mean i think there is i think survival is absolutely silly i think survival is just as silly as something like guiding light or something like that but in a very different way and i do wonder if its relationship with the olympics makes you give it more you feel like it does it should it has more like um yeah maybe more responsibility yeah to be, to be better yeah, and then if sure. it wasn't a song for the Olympics, you just go. It's just Muse doing one of their silly, big stadium songs where they mm. go a bit where they go a bit mad, but because it has got that Olympic thing, maybe that. But I really like it because it's just big and ridiculous. But yeah, my top two are the same as yours: <laughs> Panic Station because it's one of their best songs, and Animals because it's just like objectively one of the the the, the best and most yeah. interesting things the yeah, album yeah. has to offer, even if it's not necessarily my favorite. Although it is also one of my favorites. <laughs> coincidentally <laughs> coincidentally the good stuff is one of my favorites no but like but like i probably like enjoy survival more in terms of just like bombast but i like but animals is genuinely just really really great mm. uh shame it's going to be ruined for adam when we do this oh god I can't uh wait. the and then low lights i don't want to just pick the two chris ones because that feels really mean it, that is too mean isn't it, it? feels too mean <laughs> But children have been brainwashed to be mean, though, right? They That's have true. Been, you have been brainwashed to be mean. I have been brainwashed very young to be mean. age. No, it said our children, and I'm not Matt Bellamy's child. That's not true. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't want to bring this up now. Yeah. Disagree. What? Yeah. Matt Bellamy's my dad. Yeah. Look at your goatee at the moment. He had me very young. <laughs> he had me very, very young. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I really feel bad, but I'm going to have to do it. My, my low lights have oh, saved no me way. and Liquid State. Oh, I my love God. it. I really I like that. Do it. That's yeah. amazing. I just think, unfortunately, it just is what it is. I, you know, I can I'm only so speak. intrigued by what your score is going to be here. Yeah. Uh, I now need reminding of my score for other albums. Okay, that's fine. Showbiz six, Origin of Symmetry ten, Absolution nine, that Black Holes and Revelations ten, yeah. The Resistance eight. Oh, there's no more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was we're, like, we're up to date. Uh, so showbiz was six. Nothing's yeah. had a seven yet. That's that does no, not that's how it has true. to work, you know. No, <laughs> but I'm just trying to think of a way. So if it, if it was given a seven, it would sit between showbiz and the resistance. The resistance, but I think the resistance is better than this. Obviously, uh, I think this is probably largely better than showbiz. The, the, is it? Well, I feel quite similar about Showbiz, where there's there's some yeah, songs I, I really this, like. Yeah. There's some songs I really like, and then there's a lot of absolute nothing. 
And now it's just a case of are the songs I really like, do I like them more than the likes of Showbiz, Sunburn, mm. Cave? Uh, I feel the same way about this album as I feel about Showbiz, I think. Yeah, and but I do think I prefer... I do think I feel more strongly about Supremacy, Madness, Panic Station, Prelude, Survival, yeah. Follow Me, Animals, and Unsustainable than I do about the handful of songs off Showbiz that stand out. So yeah, I think sure. Seven Overdue. feels like a Seven okay. feels like a nice spot for it to sit in. But I am also preparing myself for the inevitable drop of Absolution down to an eight. Ooh, oh, which I think Lord. could happen. But I'm not going to start shuffling stuff around mid-season like I did last year. I'm just going to wait for the end and see sure. how I feel. Yeah. How did, did just to look back at sort of your expectations of you know what we uh, you know what, how how you thought me and Steve would feel about stuff uh did you think that steve would like the second law more than absolution and did you think that i would like the resistance more than absolution <laughs> no to both of those <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh but when I mean, steve's i genuinely and this was also the case last year i genuinely cannot make heads and tails of steve's numbers yeah i've got the, no idea the 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 words steve says and the numbers he gives them don't completely seem to align in my brain but yeah. they're steve scores and they are as valid as any others because they're, they're oh all thanks subjective. lucas Thank they're, all, they're all really they're all subjective yeah. so it's irrelevant but to, yeah. i can't glom on, i can't really glom on to steve's scores glom. in the same way so i kind of find it hard to like to critique steve's critiquing yeah, yeah. L- listening to what steve said about the second law today and then hearing a seven out of ten gave me whiplash <laughs> Did it? <laughs> yeah. I was prepared. I was prepared to give this a, album ten out of ten. Like, was that just when, was that just when what, you, how you talked about it? Was when you were willing to give it ten out of ten? Had you just listened to Panic Station? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for three days. Yeah, non-stop. yeah, yeah. And then I realised there was other tracks on the album, and I was like, okay, the, it's right. just a very front-loaded album. I know. Lucas. I know. To Adam, it's not necessarily because you don't like those songs as much at the start, but uh, but I think it's massively front-loaded. I don't like the songs at the start, and I still think it's front-loaded. Well, yeah. At least you think they're better, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're a better kind of bad <laughs> on this three out of ten album. Yeah, it makes sense though. <laughs> See, um, the, but the, but that tracks. I, I was expecting that. The only real surprise for me has been like well, Absolution and Resistance. Like, yeah, well, th- they were both surprises to me, mate. <laughs> don't don't feel you know like you're on your own there. Uh, what kind of merch have you got in? Oh, merch Lucas's corner. Is merch corner. Is, is this when we do merch corner? No, we're doing so, it. Though. We're in it now. So ignore that. No, no. We're doing it now. You've said it. You forced my hand. I forgot that you had post uh, stuff to catch us up on. I don't care. We're now doing Merch Corner. Great. Merch Corner into the corner. Yeah. Uh, Harmonies. You, me- you mentioned last time about a, a, a tour lanyard. I've got one of them. It's the mm. Second Law lanyard. It's apple and blackcurrant flavour. Why have I got this? Yeah. Um, I bought the program, and on the oh. end of this was a little. On the end of this was a little program. I've, which oh, I've like, apparently like I've lost because it's not there. <laughs> well, it wasn't eight. It was. It was like it was like that big. It was like you yeah. know. It wasn't big. This works well on a podcast, but it was about that big, guys. Yeah, just just so you're aware, it was that big. And I've kept <laughs> I've kept the lanyard because why the fuck not? It's colourful and has Muse written on it. Yep. So that's that. I haven't got much merch for this one because singles are done now. But I ha- I've got the box set 
the big box set for the album. Oh, yeah. Now, doesn't that have like a heat reactive... <gasps> see yes, you can see where his thumb oh, was. yeah, what? It reacts, it reacts to the... It's kind of it's kind of faded over time. It doesn't do it as well as it used to, but yeah, it reacts oh, to the... Oh, it's still very yeah. quite apparent. The heat cool. of my body, it kind of goes that kind of... Like a heat uh, camera. Like it's that kind of green and, you know, yellow and mm. red. That sort of hue. Uh, yeah, that's quite cool. Uh, inside hue. it... Hue. Hugh? Hugh, yeah. Hugh? Inside it is... Hugh? Uh, the Hugh? The Hugh? album on Hugh Simmons. Hugh's on Pyramid? It's the album on vinyl. Yes. There's the Hugh? front cover. That's, that's the front cover of the second law. It's yeah. on the vinyl. It's a, yeah. a different Are the vinyls He's a fun the vinyl color? Out? Are no. The no. I was just checking if they're a fun colour. That's, alternative... no. that's alternative artwork, isn't it? No, that... That's the standard art. If I, if I'm not. It's different to the one on Spotify. Is it? Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's, Spotify's maybe more colourful. That. that one's just maybe it's because it can't art. get the vinyl back into it. There we go. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, then there's the, obviously the second, the next vinyl, which is is definitely a different art. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same thing. Uh, same thing. There's just a piece of paper. Different art. It's same a piece of paper. Adam. There's just a piece of card the size it's got a triangle of a vinyl. On it. It's got a triangle on it. That looks like the UFO from series six cliffhanger into series seven of the X-Files. Oh, cool. Absolute dweeb. Uh, <laughs> X-Files is so fucking great. There's you an- like lost, mate. There's, an- <laughs> there's another one. That's yeah. the another album print. artwork. That's the album artwork. And it's yeah. got the word Muse embossed in the corner there. And it's kind of raised oh, text. Yeah. So that's something. Uh, yeah. There's a picture of the band. Oh. I really didn't think this was going to be three parts. I had yep. so little to say. And then the, the, it's the album, but it's in a book. And I don't you know. I mean, it's a novelization of the album. No, no, so, so, in it, in, so in this <laughs> it really is, does get is, into is a, a CD. It's just the CD. It's real subtext in there. It's the CD in a book, mm. and then it's and then there's some pages, and the pages have got the lyrics and some artwork. There's Dom looking. Yep. Like a like a human man, hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. And then there's a and then what's this other disc? There's another disc. This is the worst merch corner yet. There's quite a lot of pages actually, considering it's just got it's it's because ev- it's because they've given a page know, to every I track know, for the lyrics. They're really mental. padding it out with like one page per lyrics. Know, yeah, well, I, I can't do anything about it. Yet. Oh, he's listening. Oh, okay. One page. Uh, oh, yeah. One page per song for and then there's a DVD. There's What's a DVD. On the DVD Lucas? What's on the DVD? The making of the second law. And just bonus feature. <laughs> doesn't say what it is. Doesn't say it, what at that is. point, just say what it is, right? It's a bonus uh, feature. I'm pretty sure the bonus feature is uh, animated some, menu. No, it's some more yes, uh, chapter it's, selections. It's some more making <laughs> of subtitles. <laughs> It's some more making of the second law because when you watch the making of it, it skips a couple tracks, and then you watch the bonus feature, and it's just the making of those tracks. What? What from the making of that's only available on that DVD? Yeah, the bonus oh, tracks. It just made okay, it. A, there's absolutely no logical reason for it to Whatever. be a bonus feature. But yeah, the coolest thing about it is just the heat. That's quite uh, like that. It's quite yeah. neat. Yeah, it's good. It's, what happened it's, after it's they released thermodynamic? The that is thermodynamics in action that is that is the exchange of of heat and energy into an inanimate object which ultimately will trend towards entropy what happened after the album bearing in mind this time this time i haven't eaten uh you should have eaten before we recorded uh have you eaten 
I've eaten. I, I had my tea not, before we recorded. I've eaten. eaten. But Adam hasn't. Eaten. And we I've will just eaten. Okay, okay. So we must remember Adam hasn't has eaten, okay. Yeah. No, remember that I haven't eaten. We must remember Adam very full. Okay. Right. But what happened? It gets, it gets but released. do you remember that Adam hasn't eaten It gets released. Uh it gets released. It goes to number one in twelve countries. So they're still big and popular boys. Uh including the UK, Ovs. Uh didn't in the US still. Still haven't quite got on there. To num- got to number two. Steve, who do they lose out to, mate? In the box what office year? game. This is uh, October uh, 2012 in oh, the American Billboard yeah. charts. Adam, let's see if you actually could give it a... Oh. You, uh, well, I mean, Steve, fine. Steve, have a guess. And when you're wrong, let's give Adam a, an attempt. Because there's, there's an outside chance Adam will actually get it. The Cheeky Girls. Wrong, oh. but close. Repeat okay. the question. October 1st, 2012. Yeah. It comes second in the US Billboard charts. US in 2012. To somebody. 2012. Yep. Yeah. Year of our Lord. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. I haven't got the first idea. It lost out to the Mumford and Sons. Oh. Second week. Oh, what a big selling album. That is a. In America, Jesus. though. Mumford and Sons big in America? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Surprising. I guess like they, they love that they, waistcoat banjo shit. Loved it. Oh, yeah, because they Look I guess the they cute English guy. Yeah, that's and the thing. Isn't it? It's all the all the uh, Tebos, as they're known, would be into it. They're so cute and British. Uh, good British. Um, sorry, must remember Adam. Adam's very full. Must remember we need to we need to move on. He's so full. Uh, yeah, it gets nominated for it gets nominated for best rock album at the Grammys. Best live rock, band, best album? live band, and best British band at the at the Brit Awards. As we mentioned, they play at the Brit Awards with the yeah. big orchestra. It's pretty yeah, cool. It's weird, Steve, isn't it? That it's a it's a rock album. Hmm. Mm. It's closer to that than anything else in the grand scheme of like. Rock. I think it's closer to pop than it is to rock. Yeah. Yeah. But they're a rock band. That's true. They are a rock and band. And maybe you have to... Well, yeah, but I mean, it's still rock let in me, the sense uh, that... Let me it's write still, that down it's still, <laughs> it's still people. It's still people with guitars, basses, and drums set playing songs as opposed to uh, someone dancing to a routine. That will be the next step for Muse. The three of them will just be up there with, like, um, Britney Mikes and doing dance routines. Just you wait, mate. I can't. They do have dancers. Just you wait. Yeah, they do have... I mean, they have a dance yeah. troupe at this point. Uh, no Britney Mike, which I've always thought... I feel like that's the logical next step for Matt is to get. It really back. is. He's but never then he doesn't know it. what to do with two hands. Yeah. Well, what, well, one of them's flailing one. One is microphone, and the other one is. He's well, one not of them's sure, beholding the glove. So I mean, oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, they kick off the album with a little show at the iTunes Festival London Roundhouse. Fine, whatever. Uh, UK European arena. It's the same routine every time. They do the UK and the European arena <laughs> tour. Uh, <laughs> They did. They do like the O2 and that sort of stuff. I was there. Of, sure. Quite a cool show. Again, lots of stage stuff. Well, we should talk about that during the the. Well, this 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 is the arena, not the stadium. Well, either way, we can different. Talk about they did have a cool thing where so they had screens that were like low, so they were like almost on the floor and like but pitched sort of diagonally. So for the people that were sitting up high, would kind of see down to them. And they had a because it was like a it was like a semicircle of screens. They had a roulette wheel on it, mm. and they had a roulette every night of songs. 
between Muse which, did like bingo. Muse did like what? Well, it's roulette. It's not bingo. Well, I just no, told but you they had like a little competition where like. Was well, no competition. Beryl it's roulette. Comes along and I don't know why you're card. comparing it to bingo when you could compare it to the game it, it actually is based on, which someone, is roulette. Was it like a meat <gasps> raffle? <gasps> Again, it's roulette. It's not a raffle or bingo. It's roulette. Like tombola. It's like roulette. It's not like something. It it's is. Like a tombola. It was like roulette. <laughs> it's like they were playing poker. But it's like they're playing poker, but with the rat thing where the night. ball spins around. But yeah, so the idea. I mean, I imagine it was pre pre prepared, right? But uh, it would Fix. it would bounce. Well, between... how, how how many songs were on there? Uh, Stockholm Syndrome and Newborn was red and black. Right. Well, then yes, it was probably pre prepared. Like I mean, you've only got a. <laughs> <laughs> you've, only got, you've only got a pair of mind two songs i'd like to imagine though that at least the band didn't know which one they were going to get on any given night. yeah i imagine that's true but yeah but yeah. that is also because you know we're deeper into their albums now like yeah stockholm syndrome and newborn you get one of them you don't get both like they're having to make concessions now for the the greatest hits uh if you got if you landed on double zero which obviously is rare you've got dead star uh yeah so that happened they took that tour to the u.s they did that. Uh, they did a little intimate gig at Shepherd's Bush, which kind of informed what they do next after this tour, where they kind of did this little gig at Shepherd's Bush. And this isn't the, the Shepherd's Bush gig. This is one they did for like for War Child. But they kind of got a big kick out of doing a tiny gig, which is why they then go and do that later. I think I'd like to give them a big kick. Uh yeah, and they go they do some stadiums. This is like they're 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 this they're doing more stadiums than ever. This is called the unsustainable tour. I have a a moral objection to the tour, which we'll get to when we get to it. Okay. I feel right. like there is a massive contradiction in the show. Okay. Uh it was their biggest like tour, like stadium tour. Like they instead of just like London and then Paris and maybe one other, they did like a dozen different countries, multiple stadiums. It was like a full-blown stadium tour. So they can kind of fill stadiums now in a, a number of countries. It's not just like the UK anymore. Nice. Uh, this is when they did that weird gig that someone wrote in about a, a while ago with the, the free gig at the Horse Guard Parade to launch the film World War Z. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really random. Uh, yeah, and it's actually kind of their shortest like album album cycle because like they release you know they they released the album in October 2011. The stadium shows are only the next summer. Normally, it's kind of like tour the album, do the arena, and then sort of towards the end of the cycle, do the stadium as kind of the going out with a bang. But they're they're only doing the stadiums less than a year after the album's release, and then they kind of go and do like South America and the states, and then the following summer, so only summer 20. Oh, no, 24. Yeah, only summer 2014. Well, not even summer. April 2014, they're like wrapping up the tour. Uh, Lollapalooza and they headline Coachella. Big. Good cool. for them. Matt has laryngitis. Good. He has to play Coachella. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had to headline Coachella with Matt having laryngitis, though. It's quite a sad watch, actually, because he doesn't sound very good at all. Oh, man. Chris takes on quite a lot of singing duties. Fair. Fair. Yeah, bummer. yeah, Adam doesn't care. Uh, I was actually just thinking that, like, we were saying, uh, good for them. Like, you know, like, well done, Muse, for headlining <laughs> a festival. But it, it made me think of, um, we have just, today is the 28th of June. We've just gone past the what should have been the Glastonbury weekend. And I was watching a lot of the Glastonbury coverage. 
and um, Muse came on. Uh, they year? played they played Uprising from 2010. Right. Um, and then also in another documentary, which was Glastonbury in the 21st century, uh, they played them playing, I think it was Plug In Baby from 2016. Mm-hmm. And both times I was like, it's my boys. <laughs> what, you look felt it's, a little like... It's Muse. Yeah, it's these there guys that we're doing a doing a podcast on it's 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 my boys and i'm happy to see them and i just thought that was nice uh, mm. them headlining coachella is actually the thesis to the debate we're going to have on the commentary episode about size of bands that we start we talked about on the last commentary and i want to re i want to re uh cool i want I to reassess to that it. discussion yeah look forward oh, no. to it. uh matt features have you ever heard of kim oh, adam's probably heard of him because adam's heard of everyone uh kimbra yes Matt features on her 2014 album on a song called 90s Music. Oh, what does he do? Is he guitaring wh- or is he singing? From what I can gather from listening to the song, he, he plays one power chord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he features on guitar on the song. He doesn't sing or anything. And from what I can tell, there's one power chord in that song. Okay, cool. Uh yeah they and they've they've wrapped it up they've wrapped up the the album cycle by by April 2014 when the album came out in October 2012 so that's a pretty like swift cycle they kind of just like did the usual spots and did the did the festivals and did the did the stadiums and the arenas and then we're like yeah we've done what we do and we're gonna move on amazing great so that uh, brings the second law son of era to an end it feels like a Almost a quieter era for them. Do you say that's fair? Uh, I mean, this is probably this is them like de- like just de- declining somewhat in the zeitgeist. I would say, and so yeah, obviously no you know, the thing is, peak thing is, muse. you're never mm. going to match that sort of black holes era where it all felt very big and important, and it was a big deal, and like the harp gig was a was a was a huge, incredible like achievement and big event and all the rest of it. Whereas they did. Yeah, they they did stadium. They did two nights at a stadium in London. This tour, it's but exactly it, the same, except it's just kind of like, yeah, what's well, this album's stadium gigs? Yeah, but this was the album I completely forgot even existed. Um, so I, I don't know if that's what you were sort of pointing towards, Adam. But like, yeah, sort of a quiet. It wasn't like a giant load of singles, I guess. That were, I don't know. But then, then, then it kind yeah. of never has been since. Yeah, really. I think you're right. Maybe Drones was a bit more. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't even think. I think. I think now, just this is kind of. They're, they're not the sort of band anymore or they're not in the zeitgeist enough that they're the sort of bands whose singles are yeah, now big songs that a lot of people hear. I think they're yeah, just, yeah. they are just becoming, they've got their audience. Yeah. And I kind of don't think, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't listen to the radio and, and, and like what's hot on Spotify, but does Demuse get play on those things anymore? I don't know. When Simulation Theory came out, was were those songs on the radio? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I just don't know anymore. I don't know. Like, what... I've, I've just said yes. Well, I okay. just, there's no way to know. There's okay. just no we'll way. See, we'll, we'll, never, never know. we'll never know. We'll, we'll know. never know. But one thing that we can know. Also, Matt and Kate Hudson split up, which is uh, is whether or important not, information. Not important. Is whether or not very important. Everything that we just heard and talked about was music. Well, hang on. I'm just going to go to the track list. Hold on. Lucas needs supremacy. another 20-minute spot. Supremacy, supremacy, yes. Madness, yes. 
Panic Station, yes. Prelude, yes. Survival, yes. Follow me, yes. Animals, yes. Explorers, yes. You can cut that to Big just Freeze, yes. yes. Save me, yeah, no. I'm just gonna cut Liquid to State, just no. Yes. Unsustainable, yes. Isolated System, yes. Just so that, yeah, yes, right. They're now, all music that, apart that from the two one. that Chris did that aren't yeah. music. Okay. I'm going to isolate oh. three of them so it just says yes, yes, yes. <laughs> isolate. <laughs> isolate. And then one of us said daddy earlier. Isolate. So you can put that in it. So I'd put yes, yes, yes. Isolated. Daddy. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. daddy. Isolated. <laughs> isolated. That's how the album ends. Was isolated. all of that music? Isol- yes, daddy. I just, <laughs> I just said 13 of them. <laughs> Guys, have we got time for an email? Yes, I think we have. This Why is from Joseph Bradfield, no relation. Bradfield? Hi- yeah, I know. Hi, big mates. Hello. First, Hello. First, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. First mate here. So he's given himself the name first mate, which I, I like, like on a ship. Like. Well, and also, listening... and also, what makes it, what gives him the right of being the first? Well, we've got a lot of listeners. Millions. Well, he goes on to say, he goes on to say, well, I've been listening along with the pod since Manic's episode one. Oh, first well, mate. And I think people mate. that started on the first one, they're first mates. That's actually a thing that people on the Muse uh, official forum do, where they claim themselves to be keepers of a certain part of the Muse. Or they've got, I'm keeper of the trumpet part on Panic Station. Whenever I see that, I just think, what gives you the right? What if I want to be the keeper of that bit of that song? I've been listening along with the pod since Manic's episode one and have carried right on through season two. I've Legend. chatted on the Twitter feed a few times throughout that run, but I can already tell there's this one's going to be too long for that forum. I thought I'd get in touch now because for the first time across 20-ish albums and two bands' back catalogues, I'm going to be coming to the next few episodes without any idea of what to expect. It's been great to re-engage with a few formative albums while listening to this season. While reflecting on my relationship to Muse, I realised that I don't think I've experienced any other fandom in my life that went from such a high peak to such a low trough. I discovered Muse not long after Origin of Symmetry was released. I would have been about 15. It quickly became my favourite album and they, my favourite band, in that very teenage way where you feel like pop culture is a crucial facet of your identity. They were the first proper gig I ever went to, the first merch I ever bought, a little little merch corner. I even had a letter (laughs) published in Total Guitar magazine explaining why Matt Bellamy should top their 100 greatest guitar heroes poll um he was on guitar hero just just a little quote from the letter that i think he wrote uh the kind of mastery of tone that gets you out of your seat even when he's just running through the scales oh no pretty good pretty good writing joseph bradfield um no relation absolution era was my peak fandom uh, i bought it the day of release i devoured it listened to it on heavy rotation for most of the year i went to see them live again at a tiny venue as an xfm competition winner still one of the most memorable live music experiences of my life in retrospect i objectively agree with your assessment that it's nowhere near as good an album as origin of symmetry but it still occupies that same special space to me by the time of Black Holes and Revelations, I was at university getting into more and more music and probably becoming a bit more discerning slash pretentious in my tastes. Muse was still one of my favourite bands, but they weren't out on their own in a category of one anymore. I bought the new album, loved a handful of tracks, and was lukewarm on the rest. 
The balls out rock and proggy parts still tickled the old muse receptors, but the ballads, which were never much strong suit, and increasingly glossy pop production elsewhere weren't doing it for me, and then came the resistance. I can remember hearing Uprising on the radio and thinking, uh-oh, not sure about this piss-weak call-me rip-off, <laughs> uh, but the chart-bait single is never the best indicator of the rest of a Muse album, and I was still a big enough fan to give them the benefit of the doubt. My housemate and I stuck the new CD on in our living room and settled in to give it the inaugural listen. Eventually, after several tracks, one of us broke the silence by saying... This is shit, isn't it? <laughs> and the other one said, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I tried a few more times after that, but with this album, I just couldn't find a way in. Nothing grabbed me grabbed me for something that presented as the most over-the-top concept album the band had ever done. I just found it so unadventurous and so dull. All the raw, weird, adrenaline-chasing parts of Muse that I had loved were missing or were blatant retreads of earlier, better material, and all the stuff that made me cringe a little had been brought to the fore. I've not bought another Muse album since that one. I'd hear the singles for the next few album cycles and every time I had the same gut feeling I'd felt listening to The Resistance for the first time, I'd occasionally catch them live and get sad about all the early career bangers that were getting pushed out of the set list by this inferior new material. By the time of Simulation Theory, I'd completely checked out and didn't even seek out a track on Spotify to see what they were up to. How mad is that? From an obsessive fan who bought and listened to everything to not even giving them the time of day in the space of a few years. Um, just to break away from the email, that's you know very similar to how I was. I was a very obsessive fan and uh, suddenly went to like not even listening to anything new that they sort of released in, in the space of a, of a few years. Um, he goes on to say, I guess this is all a long-winded way of saying thank you for this season because it's reminded me of all the great times I had growing up with this band and how much of the back catalogue from that first half of their career still makes the all-time playlist of my life. It's made me look forward to the remaining episodes, which I'm planning to listen along with chronologically, discovering the remaining albums as you do, or at least as Adam and Steve do. They might not be my favourites anymore, but for the band who were there for the beginning of my lifelong obsession with music, I owe Muse that much. From Joseph Bradfield. What a lovely... Good email. Email. A good email. A Gmail. Yeah. We should start calling those Gmails. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and-, and I think that that brings us to the end of the third part of this we exploration. Yeah, We're at four hours, Lucas. So, yeah, I reckon so, Remember mate. when I said this was going to be three parts and you said, no, it won't. Thank you so much for listening. It is uh, your turn to talk to us. So... Come and find us on our social media. Let us know what you think of the second law of all of these episodes that we've done of it, of anything that we've talked about throughout them. We do genuinely love hearing from you all. You can find us on Twitter at what is music pod, Instagram at what is music pod, TikTok at what is music. And if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer, maybe like Joseph Bradfield did, we'll read it out on the show. You can email us what is music pod at gmail.com. There's also. Hello. Sh- Come here, come here, come here, come here. Listen, I'll back on. Everybody, we'll just talk about amongst ourselves. There's a couple of ways that you can support us other than listening if you would like to. One is to buy our merchandise. We've got some cool designs that you can get on anything. We've got one, you know. uh, If you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com, you can get all of the designs there. Yeah. If, right, Mm -hmm. 
you don't want to buy the merch. All right. Fuck, fuck you. Yeah, fuck it. But you could also maybe just chuck us like a couple of quid. What are you doing? What are you doing with that couple of quid? Yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Lucas. Give it to your Lucas. Give it to your family. If 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 you donate three pound, that's a pound each. And then you like like our nan, you could give us a pound each, pat us on the bum and let us on our way. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Or or (laughs) donate three pounds and then specifically put in like the notes, this is for Lucas. And then Lucas gets the whole thing. You could do. Yeah, After yeah. We actually fees. we actually recently did like withdraw the money from and we had a our nice coffee night out. Yeah, and we spent yeah. it on we didn't spend it on coffee, we spent it on naughty coffee. Yeah. Which is to Steve, say Well beer. Steve had an espresso martini. Steve so did have an espresso like martini. Spending it on coffee. Yeah, and we I, had a lovely uh, celebratory night out. We hadn't seen each other in person in eighteen months or so. I mean Steve seen a nice each other night a couple out. of times, but Okay, well that's fine. But uh, <laughs> it, it, we haven't all been in the same room and it's been you know, it was a nice and, and that was thanks to the listeners and their generosity. Thank and you yeah. can do that by going to coffee.com, which is ko com slash what is music. All donations gratefully received and go towards running costs. And that about uh, Steve it, got in a fight I with think. a bloke on the street. She nearly got in a fight with some bouncers. He wanted to get right involved. Bouncer um, got stuck in. Bouncer was bleeding, and Steve's like, I'm going to go and fucking land Yeah, him. no, I could sort this out. Um, <laughs> thank you so happened? much again uh, for listening. Uh, I'll leave you with just one piece of advice uh, uh, Don't do what the fuck you want to. Or mm. what the fuck you want to will don't you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so close. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>